0: To the luxury of self-care. Whether you're on the go or lounging with a glass of wine, this is the perfect podcast to dive into. From relatable topics to all people and things who inspire and empower me on a daily basis, I'm Anastasia, your host. And today we're going to be talking about the power of no. So I'm sure we've all kind of had a moment where we thought what is the most powerful word in our vocabulary and I think we're all trying to gain respect from people when we say a powerful word it's not necessarily to be in charge of others and Doug has always said to me that he feels like the most powerful word in the dictionary is the word no. Now, this is a topic that we've discussed several times in several different ways and broken it down, but I thought what a better topic for today is discussing how no is the most powerful word in the dictionary, and here's why I feel that way. The word no basically assists us in establishing our limits. No says, this is who I am, this is what I value, this is what I want. This is what I will and will not do. This is how I will choose to act. Think of the word no as this bubble that surrounds you. And this bubble will assist you in keeping your space and core values protected. There are two forms of no. Our internal no, that's the one that's keeping us from giving into temptation and self-destructive impulses. Let's call that self-discipline no. And then the other no we say to others, and that's what creates these boundaries. This no develops over time, so let's call that the evolving no. In that, this evolving no will assist you to stay true to your values and your principles. It's going to help you avoid manipulation of others. It's going to keep you focused on your goals. It's going to protect you from abuse. And it's going to help strengthen you when you need to change course. And that can be in so many different forms. If you were to give in to everyone's wants and needs all the time, if you don't set those proper boundaries – people are going to tend to take advantage of you. And not in a malevolent way or even consciously doing it. It's just a rapport that you're going to create with them when you're constantly saying yes to everything. Yes, of course I'll help you with that. Yes, of course I'll do this. Because sometimes it can come from your friends. And again, of course your friends have your best interest at heart, or at least I hope. But they can tend to take advantage of you subconsciously. When you say yes all the time and you're constantly ready to be there for them. And this is something that I can totally relate to. And I know I've mentioned this before, but my zodiac sign is a cancer. And cancers tend to have this mother principle. Basically, the cancer woman especially embodies this nourishing principle. And it's engineered much like Mother Earth herself. So it's this model of the feminine environment that is in the world. We tend to be extremely maternal in our friendships, in our relationships, in life in general. We, we care a lot. And in that caring a lot tends to sometimes sacrifice our own happiness because we're saying yes to everyone else. So there are many times I've found myself in situations To this day now, sometimes I catch them more, but I definitely did when I was younger. I fixated on all these moments of how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And sacrificed my own happiness because truly I had other things going on within myself and I needed someone to do that for me. And I had this big moment, this big shift. It happened when I was 20 years old. I'll never forget it. I was working at Walt Disney World and I got called into an office of a, a gentleman, a supervisor who I truly respected. And he said, Stasi, you're always there for everybody. You're, you're always there for everybody. And, and I think that that's a wonderful quality that you have. But who's there for you? Who do you go to? And I kind of sat back and didn't really have an answer. I knew I had my friends to lean on when I truly needed them. I have fabulous friends when I was there, truly. I really, really did. And it's funny how some of them have come in and out of my lives and some of them were friends for now. But, you know, it's a huge adolescent growing up phase. We think that we know where we're at in life, but yet at 20 is those tipping points, how we really start to discover who we are as a person and how we want to be perceived in the world. And he told me, he said, do me a favor. Go out to your car today after work, roll up the windows in the parking lot, make sure no one's around so you don't feel odd, and scream at the top of your lungs. And I, I remember doing this so vividly. I remember getting in my car and locking the door and, you know, being so frustrated about things that, you know, you look on now 10 years ago I guess oh my gosh I'm turning 32 in a couple weeks so almost 12 years ago and I look back on that you know affected me so much at that point yet in the grand scheme of things it really truly didn't matter but that was what was affecting me at the time and I got in my car and oh my god I let one out and it felt so good I felt so revived and I learned the power of the word no. So I came on to situations where I was saying no more often if I really didn't want to do something. And I think that that was a huge lesson that I needed to learn. And saying yes all those times and, and knowing that maternal quality I have of wanting to give, 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 give is fabulous. But you also need to take care of you. Consider this for an example. If your boss asks you to come in on Saturdays and you don't say no, then your boss will probably ask you to do it again and again and again. And it's going to start to feel like they're taking advantage of you because they actually are. So taking it back in that way, you can do something simple like, no, I have plans and truly, don't feel like you have to over-explain yourself. Don't feel bad for saying no. And obviously, if it's something that, you know, you truly need to do and it's something that you want to work on the weekend, that's different. But when your boss is consistently taking advantage of you and asking you, trust me, if you're someone who's constantly saying yes, then you kind of get put in a sticky situation and you wonder, you know, how did I end up here? You know, I know this person has my best interest at heart, so the boundaries that you set by saying no sometimes will gain that respect from whomever is asking you something and truly when you say no you do have more control of the situation it really takes a lot to ask someone to do something for you in a business sense people could overreact you know, when you say no, you're afraid that someone's going to to overreact and and you don't want to hurt others by saying no, you don't want to hurt their feelings, which can come off in short, concise ways, but you need to have a backbone to say it. And if you say no, you have respect for yourself, your time, and your effort. And people see that and people will respect that. And also in a business sense, sometimes you're not always afraid to offend or for someone to get hurt from you saying no, but it can be quite the opposite. You're afraid that you're going to ruin a relationship or you're going to lose that contact or burn a bridge by saying no. So our immediate reaction is to say yes, but sometimes we're undermining our value by doing that. As an actor in the past, I didn't have an agent a majority of my career. And agents help you deal with negotiations for the most part, or they get you into auditions. So dealing with an agent and knowing that they're negotiating things like if you have an animal and you need to bring them, or your flights, or negotiating weekly pay, or housing situations, or extra duties that you may have to do, they go through this laundry list of things to help make sure that they can do some of those things that you are a touchy subject like I was saying earlier and having no agent to do that for me a majority of the, my career put me in a lot of those situations where I had to have respect for myself and ask for certain things and sometimes the response from that casting director was we can't do that for you or we can't match you at that price point but we can do this so I found myself in situations where I look back on it and there were a lot of times that I asked for something and then didn't get it and then still said yes to a contract, and then there are a couple times where I said no to the contract. And I was fearful for those certain ones I said no to, but the truth of the matter is is I went and auditioned for some of those companies again, and I ended up getting a job that I enjoyed more, or at least I felt I did. Uh, I was a little bit more respected or, or whatnot. One specific job in general, I had another show I was already cast in, Yet I was still going to some auditions, as we do sometimes, and just spreading my wings. And, and sometimes you just audition just to create connections with a specific casting director for future work. And I ended up getting a job, and unfortunately, I had already had another show. I weighed out the pros and cons. I stuck with the show I already had, and I I declined. In a in a nice detailed email, I declined and said, I hope you can understand my commitment is already somewhere else with those dates. And in turn, several years later, I had still gone in and auditioned for them again for what I did truly want with that company, which was the cruise line that they were working for. And even the casting director then, when he offered me the job, he said, here's the deal. Do you actually want this job? And it was funny. So we had created this nice rapport over a series of about four years. But at the same point, he still respected me for the fact that I had said no that one time and I didn't ruin my relationship with the company by doing so because it can be so scary to say, no, I get that. I totally get that, especially in the sense of, you know, your career and another job opportunity in the future. Another situation that I found myself in was... With a company that I've worked for for about five years, and they were asking me to do a couple things that I didn't feel comfortable with, I felt it was an abuse of my time, and I didn't think that I was going to be I was compensated enough for it what they were offering. And I remember drafting the email and going over it it and over it and over and over it, and then asking other people that I admire, mostly my boyfriend, to read it and being fearful of never having that job again which i had looked at as a as a nice meaty chunk side job of my income i sent it off and to this day i actually still work for them so it worked out sometimes i think you just need to gain that respect and know that the fear of saying no may come off as a shock to someone But also they are going to gain that respect for you. So it's not always that you're offending someone by saying no because you want to say yes, but sometimes you feel, oh my gosh, this could be a situation where I might lose my job or I might lose my connection with this important figure. I think another form of no is think of it like putting your foot down. Many of us tend to respect our parents. I guess we know which parent to go to to get the answer that we want. I will say I've been called daddy's little girl, you know, and I know that there are certain things that not manipulatively, but I knew I could go to my dad for and he didn't say no. And there'd be certain things I knew I could go to my mom for and she didn't say no. And if I went to the opposite person, I probably would have found myself getting that no answer. So see again I'm using it in the opposite side whereas I wasn't trying to be manipulative as a child. I was just trying to get what I wanted. But I think when your parents do say no we all tend to gain respect for them. When your grandparent says no. When, when anybody of an authoritative position says no to you you tend to gain respect for them. And maybe you aren't the most pleased with them when they say no to you, but you do tend to respect them more. I'm not sure if everyone is as big of a Pixar fan as I am, but I do love, love, love Pixar films. I, it's like a happy place for me. And Whenever I'm having a bad day, I rewatch a Pixar film, or if the one has just been released, I'll watch it over and over and over and over again. And one that I really love that relates to all of this is Inside Out, I think that they did something really wonderful with Inside Out in a specific scene in the show. There's this whole preparation of putting the foot down. So think of that as the no. So there's a main character, Riley, and she has five basic emotions in her head. Joy, sadness, fear, anger, and disgust. And there's a scene where she argues with her parents and you know her mom is is tactful and trying to do her parenting skills in one way and she tries to get her father's attention and then and it goes inside her brain and her five emotions that make up you know her brain and then the five emotions that make up the father's brain and she's being very sassy because she's lost her joy and she's lost her sadness in this moment of the movie so fear anger and discussed are answering all these questions to our parents and it almost reminds you of a scene where an adolescent teenager whether you have a child now or or can remember back on your youth when we were just sassy back to our parents or we were really angry or we were really nervous and kind of bashful and we weren't being ourselves naturally and your parents would put the foot down. So it's this whole scene based on how the father has all the emotions that he has running through his head to prepare putting this foot down and it ends with the launch of the foot which in turn is that's it go to your room young lady. It's another form of no at the end of the day. Our parents did that to us so many times when we were kids and And hearing that no and understanding that no helped us respect our parents a bit more and in turn listen to them when they told us to do something. If they said yes to us all the time, we would be so used to getting away with everything. And what you would evolve into would probably be someone who thought you just could always get what you wanted. Probably not the type of person that you became or wanted to become if you look at it. Of course at the time you wanted everything you asked for. But your parents knew that if they said no to you for certain things, it was going to shape you to become a better person overall. Another reason why I feel like the word no is so powerful is an agreeable person versus a disagreeable person. I'm sure you've heard these terms before, but to give you a little bit of a refresher, agreeableness is a personality trait that indicates how likely you are to conform to social expectations and promote good feelings within your group the more agreeable you are the more likely it is for you to make acceptable decisions in order to not upset anyone and to be disliked we can all understand that a lot of us don't like to be confrontational because we don't like to be disagreeable now, on the other hand, being a disagreeable person, I think we all immediately just think of someone with their arms crossed and like a stank face, you know, someone that seems so, so negative. Like they come off as, as a jerk, super pompous, and quite frankly, just someone you don't want to be around. And yes, some disagreeable people can be like that, but for the most part, it's simply not true. A disagreeable person can be something as simply as someone who speaks with a lot of confidence and you listen to what they have to say they're going to tend to be a little bit more assertive with their speech it's going to be very confident with they're going to speak with a lot of conviction and they're going to get the attention that they deserve because they are carrying themselves this way because they're speaking this way so having solid confidence is the true key it's not necessarily a pompous rude person disagreeable people tend to not only be behind their statements, but they also have the ability to persuade others to get on board with their ideas, which is a great quality to have. You know, it's not just I have a statement and I'm behind it and I'm done. I have a statement. I'm behind it. Can you also see this side? Can you also see that side? So they're very persuasive in that manner of trying to get you to understand their side more which I think is a great quality to have. And truly there are some leaders in this world that tended to be more agreeable and some entrepreneurs that tended to be more disagreeable. We wouldn't have the same world today if it wasn't for them having those specific character traits. If you are curious and would like to decipher if you are a more agreeable or disagreeable person, there's a free website that I used in order to check my status. I urge you to answer all these questions as honestly as possible and not to the extreme. There is a five ground level that you would highly agree with it or highly disagree with it. In the middle is indifferent. So I would suggest that you tend to lean it to where you fall on the scale as opposed to, yes, I do this or no, I do, don't do that. And that website is truity.com. They have an abundance of personality tests but this one is how agreeable are you I'll put the link in the notes below and again there are wonderful jobs out there for people who tend to be more agreeable and there are great jobs out there for people who tend to be more disagreeable so if you lean one way or the other it's not a bad thing I'm just saying that if you want to check it out and see where you kind of fall on the lines of everything I say go for it and you know me, I speak about this all the time. I think there always needs to be a balance between everything. I think that with food, I think that with relationships, I think that with physical activity, I think that with agreeableness and disagreeableness. As someone who has a majority of feminine traits, obviously. There are masculine traits that are inside me and feminine traits, and I tend to lean more in the feminine side. Sometimes it is hard to be a little disagreeable, especially with that whole cancer situation I was talking about earlier as far as what my wa- my sign is and being someone who's overtly maternal and... I am so in a situation where I would rather everyone be happy and enjoyable and have a good time than to have everyone be mad at me or respect me, (laughs) you know. So uh, just, just taking the time to find those places where you can have a moment to be a little bit more disagreeable and a little bit more assertive. There's a great website. I'm not going to sit here and read it all out to you, but a great article by the Impact Factory. I'll add the the link in the notes below, but it's basically all about how you can go about being a little bit more assertive, and one of the sections is when no feels impossible, so it's all about the art of saying no, especially for those of us who are a little bit more fearful of doing so. And and as you should be, I mean, there's definitely situations where it's really uncomfortable. So it will kind of assist you in in reading through that instead of me reading it to you. Um, I'd rather direct you there so you can kind of check it out on your own. And to reel us back in with one final statement, something that is so simple is how we treat our animals, and most specifically, since I have a dog, I'm going to use her as an example. But the difference of when you're training them and you're saying no, 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 no. don't do that, or just a plain no, you know, they know it right away, and they immediately start to understand and decipher what they can do and what they can't do, because you are setting those boundaries up. Obviously, as a human being, as a pet owner, we're not as afraid to say no to our animals as we are to another human being. I can totally tell there that there's a difference there. But um, it's just a good other example for you to understand that the word no is so strong, so powerful, and it's going to help you in certain situations to gain the respect for whomever you're saying no to. So don't be afraid to say no. I think that's the end of it. That's, that's my main point is we cannot be afraid to say no. We can't be afraid to hurt people's feelings with that. We don't want to come off short. We don't want to overexplain ourselves. Sometimes it seems easier to say yes, but I promise you, you will lead a happier, healthier life if you just allow yourself to say no. I know it's been a bit since I've had a podcast that was just me, so I'm hoping that I can continue to do these. I love bringing the guests on, and I've been so grateful, and I really hope that you tuned into those last couple of episodes. I had um, a trilogy of guests on that happened after everything happened with the incidents with George Floyd, and we talked about all the positive things that they're doing in their life and all the self-care things that they're doing in their life and projects they're working on and also how racial prejudices have affected them. Before that, we talked a little bit about, um, about meditation and about yoga with two of my other friends, so be sure to check those out as well. I do really love... Doing these individual ones, it gives me a little bit more room to to play and be tactful in the information that I want to give out. So I really hope that you're enjoying all these podcasts. And if you have any certain ones or certain topics that intrigue you, feel free to shoot them my way. I can't wait till next time. See you later, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast and feel free to give me a rating or a review. In addition, you can find me and all updates about the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. Don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or topics you'd be interested in hearing about. I'm always available to you DM'd or sent a private message. Truly, this wouldn't be possible without you, my audience. So thank you so much for your love and support and for tuning in.